Welcome to the Zenov podcast. You are listening to our business resilience series where we bring to you conversations with eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate through journeys of crisis resilience and growth. Thank you for joining this session today. I am Praveen Bhadada, managing partner at Zenov, and I will be your host today. In this episode of the Zenov podcast, we will talk about the small and medium business segment in India, also known as the SMB segment. India has more than 75 million SMBs that form the cornerstone of India's economic contribution, upwards of 30% of country's GDP, and employs over 130 million people. However, with the COVID crisis and the lockdown, the SMB sector has found itself in what we may call the fight for survival. We recently released a combined thought leadership report with Cisco on the impact of COVID-19 on SMBs. So today, I have with me Samir Garde, president of Cisco India and SARC. Samir has been focusing on the SMB segment for more than a decade now and has a keen understanding of the technology and market opportunities that are available to this segment. Welcome to the show, Samir. Hey, thank you, Praveen. It's a pleasure to be here. Perfect. So, Samir, I'll uh, go straight into it, right? Uh, The last six to eight weeks have been crazy all across the world, right? The planetary scale uh, turbulence that COVID-19 has caused, um, you know, a lot of businesses are starting to see the impact. What is your take on the Indian SMB market, specifically in the context that uh, they contribute a, a sizable base to the Indian economy? And they seem to be the impacted, uh, they seem to be impacted the most. What are the trends you are seeing and what's your take on the overall segment uh, from a short term and a long term perspective? Yeah, no. So I, I think, uh, you know, firstly, this is, like you rightly said, completely unparalleled, right? We've never seen anything like this in the history of the world, so to say. So before I get into how businesses will get impacted, I think the first thing that probably comes to my mind is that if uh, 130 million people are employed by SMBs out of probably around 500 million people in India who have jobs, that's a pretty large population of people who are likely to get impacted pretty significantly in the short and, in my opinion, the medium to long term. Uh, so I think I think the first thing that we need to figure out is how do we ensure that we keep these 130 million people in jobs in the short or the medium term. In terms of the impact, the impact is different for different industries and segments, but I think it is reasonably secular in nature. When I say secular, I mean there are probably fewer industries who have a positive impact and many more industries which have a negative impact. And I don't want to sound pessimistic or discourage what the future will look like, but I think that is the reality for at least the next six to nine months, if not. You know, one of the things that I feel uh, very strongly about is uh, the manufacturing industry, which is a a large proportion of the uh, SMBs, around 15 million out of 75. Massive disruption, no production, very little deliveries, of course. Uh, In fact, no no deliveries. Uh, uh, You know, we saw some of the auto sector numbers which came out where April saw literally zero deliveries of uh, automobiles. And there are a whole host of SMEs in that sector which have uh, been supplying to these uh, large auto companies. 
uh, they've been very, very significantly impacted. Anything which is non-essential in nature and pretty much uh, other than food and masks, everything else seems non-essential at this point in time. So I, I expect kind of a wave of consolidation. Uh, you know, think of it like uh, probably, you know, 100 boats, each representing, let's say, a quarter of a million or three quarters of a million of SMBs going in a turbulent sea and probably only 20 will make it on the other side of the shore. So we got to go figure out how we help the remaining 80 to at least go closer to the shore. So that's one. I think manufacturing clearly will get the biggest impact. The other impact I see definitely is uh, other than groceries and personal care, I think overall retail will get disrupted significantly because, uh, and it'll have impact on consumer companies and their suppliers that typically operate on very thin margins, right? You know, I don't see us buying clothes. Apparel is going to be massively impacted. I don't see us buying non-essential items. Uh, you know, let me give you an example. I was looking for, you know, a tube light the other day. And, you know, the store guy, the grocery store guy said, sir, we are not prioritizing that right now. And so I, I think there are places and things which will get impacted. But in my opinion, I think the biggest impact is probably going to be on two industries. One is real estate. I don't see, at least on the commercial real estate side, a, a very large uptake of uh, properties by office uh, or corporates. And anything that supports, any SME which supports the real estate industry is going to get impacted. Uh, and the second big one is, I guess, uh, travel and tourism, right? Uh, most of us have canceled most of our plans at least for the next three to six months, if not more. And domestic travel is probably going to get impacted as much as international. Right? This is not a case where one country is impacted. This is uh, 200 countries around the world which have got impacted. So I think uh, if I was to kind of put it this way, uh, if demand comes back, manufacturing might come back, but certain industries within manufacturing uh, will continue to have an impact like auto. Uh, retail, I think some of it might come back, but travel, tourism, real estate, I think those are industries which get severely impacted for the long. Absolutely. Um, and I think uh, in our conversations with some of the larger manufacturers, one of the things uh, that bigger companies are trying to do is to diversify. Um, how how much of that is feasible in the SMB context, uh, Sami, right? Specifically when these businesses are very small, uh, they depend on a few customers uh, to keep the lights on. Is the pivot or um, is the diversification even a possibility, specifically in the Indian context? What are you hearing from your uh, SMB customers in the manufacturing domain? You know, I think, I think it cuts both ways, right? If you're a small, medium business, you are more agile and you may not have the cash at the same time to pivot. So I, I would recommend starting with the customer. Pivoting will be probably easier for services kind of uh, services and even retail kind of people uh, and SMEs. Not so easy for the manufacturing folks unless they can add things which make it relevant for them. So, for example, if an air conditioning manufacturer, uh, I'm just making it up, right? If an air conditioning manufacturer was to add things which will add hygiene, which is adding value uh, in terms of either filters or stuff like that, that could be something, and I'm making these things up on the fly, right? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. But I think the, the idea needs to be around talking and staying in touch with your customer 
and customers and consumers will give you the ideas on how and where to pivot. A lot of people think I will think in a vacuum and figure out what next for my business. Uh, but in my opinion, it's always best to continue to stay in touch with customers and ask them the question, what more would you want from us now in this environment? Yeah, so um, great. Samir, I think your point on um, uh, manufacturing uh, as well as services and, and wholesale trade is spot on. In fact, in our conversations with uh, SMBs and services as well as uh, wholesale trade, we are seeing that uh, they are increasingly leveraging technology to find their pivots or uh, continue to engage with their customers. Now, you specifically coming from that background and Cisco uh, at the front and center of providing collaboration solutions to uh, individuals and businesses, how are you seeing the role of technology in enabling SMBs to deal with the current pandemic situation and eventually come out of it? Yeah, I mean, I see, I think technology has a spectrum, right? Typically, when you talk to someone like the Cisco, you would expect it to be um, the high-end enterprises and uh, large government companies or departments using our technology. Uh, it's not very easy to fathom how uh, Cisco technology can be used for small and medium businesses. You know, but it's interesting to say that you know, nearly 20% of our business comes from SMBs and is actually one of our fastest growing segments. And I think they're probably the most resilient and agile, right, in terms of adoption of technology. Personally, at this point in time, what we're seeing is if I can do it online, I will. I think that's probably the, the biggest trend that we're seeing. I think the new low-touch economy is rising, right, from the new rules of uh, social distancing. And technology will will and has to fuel this economy and will be core to all that we do. I think what we are also seeing is a lot more customer acquisition happening through online enhancement in terms of customer experience. You know, I, I used to trust one person when I was younger, right? The person who used to come and deliver my letters, like postman. Um, so I think I, I will trust, I, there'll be a higher incidence of trust on versus the product itself to kind of ensure that you get delivery at home for anything that you need. We are seeing a lot of uptick on what we call crisis tracking and management, setting up crisis management platforms that leverage AI and predictive analytics at a high level on the enterprise and on the government side, which can help SMEs, right? Because if you have that data, you know where you can travel, you know where you can access customers, and you know where you can't. So your productivity will be higher based on these crisis tracking and management systems that are there. And we are helping a lot of governments. We are helping uh, Ministry of Health. We are helping a lot of state governments. Digital technologies can also enable MSMEs to increase efficiency, right? I think, you know, this is probably the time in the last 30 years where, you know, IT companies have been talking about saying, do more with less. This is probably the right time for doing more with less. For SMEs, right? Conserve cash. And how do you use digital technologies to conserve cash? Uh, become globally competitive, right? I, I think there will be certain countries uh, which will, and forget about countries, right? So if you're in Bangalore uh, or if you're in Maharashtra and you have a problem because customers in Maharashtra are not accessible, online gives you the ability to access customers somewhere else uh, in, within the country or access customers outside in a country which is less impacted. Uh, so I think just adoption of online technologies 
adoption of video technology. Video is the new voice, uh, in, in my opinion, right? It's probably unprecedented, uh, the usage of video that we have seen. For example, you know, uh, in, in the month of January, we used, we saw WebEx usage of around six, seven billion minutes in a month. Uh, last month, we saw globally around 28 billion minutes of WebEx being used. 28 billion from 7 billion. So that's a four times increase in uh, WebEx usage. A little less than 100 million people attended WebEx meetings in January. In the month of April alone, we had half a billion, five times uh, the number of people attending WebEx video meetings. So so I think there is, uh, now people are very resilient. People adopt technology very fast when you are pushed to the wall. And then it becomes part of your DNA. Then it becomes part of your uh, daily BAU life. Right? So, I think that's a great point, Samir. The way uh, the SMBs have showcased resiliency and adaptation by pivoting and by leveraging technology is phenomenal. Thank you so much, Samir, for those insights. However, I think we have barely scratched the surface when it comes to talking about the impact of COVID on the SMB sector. So we will continue our conversation in the second part of this podcast. Thank you, audience, for listening to the part one of this podcast. Do tune in to the second part to know about the role of government and technology companies in keeping the SMB sector afloat. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zinov's Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes and subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. To know more about Zinov, and if you believe we can help with your problems, please visit our website www.zinov.com or drop us a note at info at Thank you again, and don't forget to tune in to our next episode.